Good morning, Constance. Good morning, Darian. Nice to see you again after the summer. Yes, nice to see you for a second season of Focus Science, because as it turns out, academic freedom is still under threat. Well, I, I was getting a bit concerned also about that, but I was sort of happy to see that the Conservative Party in the UK has made getting wokeness out of science, driving woke ideology out of science, one of their central policy ideas, if you could call that a policy idea. So it's good to have enemies. I was hoping to have- And a reason to exist. And a reason to exist. I mean, having enemies is something is, is a reason to exist. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. So there's still there's still some stuff for us to talk about when it comes to when it comes to academic freedom, when it comes to wokeness, whatever that means in, in science, when it comes to feeling uncomfortable, feeling unsafe, feeling like we might be scared to talk about certain topics that we're still scared to talk about. Right. So there's still things while to talk still about being open and alert to the injustices that make our system in which we work. Of teach. course, of course. Also, Southern Europe and Northern Africa have been hit by terrible floods this uh, this September, I guess. We've got crop failures, yeah. And we've got elections coming up in the Netherlands and in lots of places. And yep. it's still, it's one thing that's really baffling me as it's we're looking at temperatures still in the mid-30s in parts of Europe into October. Mm -hmm. And yet, for some reason, climate change still doesn't seem to have any political traction. It's it's kind of on and off the agenda politically. Yeah, it seems like these kind of efforts are now all grouped under green ideology. So another ideology, we have green ideology, I think is probably part of woke ideology. By now, it's right, clearly yes. part of. We did a WOOC lab with our participants of the workshop last week, and we asked what are the kind of topics that you might be afraid to talk about, fear of reprisal. And climate crisis was one of the, I think it was the second most mentioned topic. So it's definitely a woke topic now. So it's pretty surprising, I think, that climate crisis. Well, we, we talked from the very beginning, actually, that was one of the things that we, we talked about, that the climate crisis or efforts to address the climate crisis in, in various ways were getting kind of swept up under this weaponized the, the umbrella of yeah the woke of woke ideology or or whatever and now it seems like that's that that's sh an idea that's shared by quite a few people and people are scared to talk about the climate in in certain ways and actually we had debates at the end of the academic year about the kind of partnerships that the university has especially in relationship to corporations that are perhaps involved in activities that are driving driving climate change so I think that's going to be a big topic for us to talk about yes. this, this coming season. Another topic that is relevant is the question of the language that we are speaking at Dutch universities. And uh, in some universities, a uh, majority of the bachelor programs, for example, are offered in English and other universities uh, fewer. But there are some voices that say that the internationalization has gone too and some of those voices in the debate, or some of the strongest voices in the debate against the use of English as a language of instruction in Dutch universities, especially in this Dutch university, are coming from my faculty. And we had a little bit of controversy, internal controversy, so within our FASOS bubble, about the use of the term colonization in relation to Englishization of Dutch higher education. So whether actually, whether it's legitimate to call this a form of 
cultural colonization or linguistic imperialism. So I think that's going to be something that we're going to have to we're going to have to talk about. Indeed. The other thing that we learned is that you and I we share something. We well, we share certain many things maybe, but we are, are both a little bit sneaker freaks. Yeah. <laughs> so we're both into our athletic footwear. We could we could yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> and I had the very terrible realization, or you informed me actually. No, because I was thinking of. I had to I had to, I had to buy new sneakers. It was time. Although I had of course I still have five pairs at home or so, but it was time. It's, that's not very No, it's not that many, is no, it? It's not no. so many. It was time for a new one. And then I was saying to my friends, I said, I you know, I don't think I'm a new balance type of person. And they were like, Yeah, no, you clearly aren't because you are not a Nazi. Some context. Yeah, some context. I mean, also because I wear New Balance and I also am not a Nazi. You do wear them now. I'm wearing them as we speak. Yeah. And I'm also, as we speak, not a Nazi. Yes. I hope. No, I'm sure. I'm sure of that. I hope nobody sees what I mean to say is I hope nobody's looking at me with these New Balance on my feet and thinking somehow there are Nazis teaching in the the faculty. That's, That's certainly not the case. Yeah. Well, or, or or let's say not not, not so much Nazis but far right sympathizers. Far right sympathizers. Yeah. So that's the yeah. st- the context is that my friends are from Germany and in the German context apparently New Balance has become the brand of the far right sympathizers indeed. And do you think I mean New Balance for one thing I mean it's it's a company from Boston close to and so the factory or not the factory but the headquarters is very close to where my mother lives and there is a sort of factory let's say an outlet shop. So I buy a lot of New Balance every time that I go to visit my, my mother in Boston. And, New and they're ba- beautiful on you, by the way. Yeah, the thank you. I know they make nice they make nice trainers. But and of course, New Balance traditionally, before they became kind of yeah, let's say known as the preferred footwear of AfD supporters and sort of kind of frat boys, they were known as kind of the the trainers for old white guys who like to walk a lot, which that I, seems like a better branding. Well, that's better branding, but I was wondering Depends. if there is some kind of confluence there as well between the two groups. Anyway, this is disastrous political branding for or a bad political branding for you would think bad political branding for New Balance, but maybe actually it's a it's a whole market. Yeah. Yeah. Why are we talking about this? Well, we're we're talking about this actually not because of the IFD right but because of the other association that we have or that I brought when you told me yeah you're you're wearing sort of IFD sneakers IFD trainers and i said well I, you know i knew that new balance kind of in my mind was a sort of like a bit, i don't know a bit preppy or maybe even a bit frat boy trainers or something like that and i think the discussion of frat boys led us to something else maybe there was a bit of a, a controversy also in the Netherlands around some frat boys this summer. Yeah, about the kind of initiation rituals one has to go through in order to belong and whether these initiation rituals... Are legal, for one thing. That's for one thing. Involve committing serious crimes. Yes. But maybe more broadly, what they have to do with certain ideas about, well... What it means to be a man. What it means to be a man and maybe certain very toxic ideas about right. what it means to be a man. I mean, I think toxic's not even really a strong enough word. No. Like the Teflon in my nonstick frying pans is somewhat toxic. 
the behavior of these frat boys is like a whole nother dimension of horrible beyond beyond toxic, I think, right? But I think just the general question of masculinity, there's a lot of discussion about the crisis of masculinity, yes, what it means to be a man in the in the current context. And I think about that a lot because I'm a man. Yeah, I can understand. And maybe a toxic one. And I have two daughters also who who I obviously I'm very much engaged in their in their upbringing. And so I think this topic of yeah, what does it mean to be a man growing up as opposed to, you know, how are girl how are boys being raised now? How are girls being raised? Yes. How are they being socialized differently or not differently? Is a pretty important is a pretty important one. So these are three topics we want to talk about. Maybe one other thing? Yeah, the other thing I think is kind of is a little bit related maybe to all of them. It's certainly related to well the the general so woke ideology debate and also to to green politics. And I'll explain to you why because I'm teaching a course on green politics this You mean on green ideology and politics? <laughs> on green green lies and ideology. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm teaching a course on green ideology or graduate seminar this autumn. I will be doing that. And so I decided to do a little bit of playing around with our friend ChatGPT to see what ChatGPT could teach me about ecofascism because it's not something I I know that it's a sort of strain of ecological thinking, a far right strain of ecological thinking, but I don't know much else about it. And I started asking ChatGPT questions about ecofascism, and pretty soon it came back at me with some questions namely why do you need to know this yeah why do you need to know about ecofascism why are you so interested do you know it's a really bad thing <laughs> and i was like excuse me chat gpt that's i don't that's not what i why i asked that's not why i asked you i just want some information and i don't know how you got swept up chat gpt chat gpt is is one of those green ideology people yeah chat gpt is apparently super woke and that's a problem is it, it is well it if girl? you're trying to find out <laughs> If you're trying to find articles sympathetic to ecofascism, yes, that is a problem. Once I explained to ChatGPT that, in fact, I was teaching a course on right. it. Um, yeah, it's much more forgiving than it was. It forgave me my initial indiscretion or initial inappropriate, unacceptable, potentially harmful questions and fed me some information. Not that helpful, but still some helpful. But I think it got, got me thinking a little bit about, yeah, why are these AI that we're now using for so many different things, why are they, why are they so woke? Or the other way, you know, why do they seem to contain certain types of liberal bias? Yes. So these are the topics that we would like to talk about this yeah. academic year. Maybe Among, there are other topics. I think there some others as well. Many other yeah. topics. So we're also interested to hear if there's any topics that our listeners would be interested in. We're always open for ideas. We're also, I think, interested to hear if there are any sort of forbidden subjects, so things that our listeners are worried or scared to talk about and then let us talk about it let us or not let talk us about it yeah let us yeah something like that all right <laughs> great all right i'm looking forward yes me too <laughs>